Hey, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 145, How to Step into Your Own Shoes and Live Out Your Vision with Lucy Shahajahan. She runs an incredible company called Soul to Soul Global, where she helps women become their own incredible soulmate and also find a soulmate in the process. This is a really inspirational story of how Lucy basically hit rock bottom at age 31. She made a huge career shift, entered into the world of acting, and eventually started her own business. It was kind of like looking in a mirror, or I should say listening to somebody who sounds exactly like me. So if you resonate with the I Heart My Life show and my teachings, I know you're going to resonate with Lucy's story, her mission, her purpose, and all of her teachings, because we are very aligned. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iHeartMyLifeBooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Lucy. I'm so excited to have you here and learn a bit more about your story and all of your incredible work in the world. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so happy to be here. So we were recently connected um, through Selena Sue, who's one of my great friends and mentors. And at the although she told me a little bit about you, I don't know much about your story. So I'm excited to hear it alongside with the audience. So as I normally ask my guests, I'd love to know a little bit about the story behind all of your success. Cool. Well, you know, what version do you want? <laughs> because I'll, I'll give you the most succinct version. Obviously, I want to really speak into the hearts of, you know, your listeners. And I think I'm just going to start with, you know, don't be stingy with your vision and your desires. Because for me, I was really holding back from the bigness of who I really was born to be. And I I think that's safe to say that a lot of people do that because what are other people going to think? You know, what if I fail? And I had a lot of that going on inside of me as well. And it got to a point, Emily, where one day, you know, I was living, you know, on paper, a beautiful life, living on Sydney Harbour, had a good job, traveling the world. And yet deep down, I was not connected to my heart. I wasn't thriving. I was actually just going through the motions and it actually devastated me when I allowed myself to connect with, holy shit, like this is not what I signed up for, just to keep going through like, you know, the touchstones at 30, you should have this and then you should, you know, I was really caught up in that. And then I just thought, okay, so is this really how the next decade is going to look? And I just was crying really going, this cannot be. And I realized that I had been pretending 
for so long that everything was fine when it wasn't. And that if I wanted the the next decade to look different, that it was going to require me making some really big choices. And that was confronting. And I honestly think I cried for two days straight and I was like, Lucy, something has to change. And I ended up quitting my job the next day. And that wasn't something that was just the next day. It was something that I really should have done about two years before that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and totally. It's like, and was there a moment, like what, what activated all of that for you? Was there <laughs> some sort of pivotal moment that had you kind of face reality around being unhappy? 100% there was a moment. I'd been to one of my best friend's 30th birthday parties. And for me, it was the norm to go out on weekends and just, you know, drink far too many champagnes and was kind of escaping really from the fact that I just wasn't living my life the way that I wanted it. And I saw this photograph, Facebook was quite new back then. You know, this was, I don't know, 2010 or something. So it was, I saw this photo of myself from the night before and I saw a girl all dressed up, wearing the right dress, hair was nicely done, not beautiful big earrings. And yet behind that smile, I saw like a woman that just, isn't really smiling. And I saw eyes that had lost their sparkle and it just struck me so deeply in my heart that I was like, who is that? And it was that, it was that moment, Emily, it was that picture that obviously I was ready to, to be with whatever I was receiving from that photo. And I just, it was that photo that really put me on the path, um, that had me go, well, I'm jazz handsing everywhere in my life. And I just sat there on my bed that morning with a thumping hangover going, this is not it. And it really was a devastating moment, but a beautiful moment. It was devastating because I was like, how long has this been going on? How long have I been unhappy? And then it was a profoundly beautiful, you know, bittersweet moment to go, yeah, but you can change this. And like I said earlier, I knew I had to make some strong choices because I think that we can fall into the trap of feeling like life is being done to us and it's not the case. We always have a choice. And so I was like, Lucy, it's time to actually snap out of this nightmare and make some strong choices. And yeah, you go. Yeah, I love that. And I got goosebumps as you were sharing that story, because I can so relate to a few different instances in my life where I felt the same way and realized I needed to course correct. And so for you with quitting the job, did you have any sort of backup plan? Or you know, how did you make that decision? Great question. And no, I didn't. <laughs> and I think that is the temptation for so many of my clients that, you know, they'd end up moving site. They, well, until we work together, they want to move sideways and go, well, I'll quit the job, but then they'll go and do something very similar. And you end up with the same boss in a different job or a same guy, different name, right? Where we're not, when we're not being bold. And so, no, I didn't have a backup plan. And I, I, I just felt so liberated to not be running away from the discomfort of this wide open space and the uncertainty of what was next. And I had friends, I could tell they were all calling each other going, oh my God, like what's Lucy doing? And I went and bought this high top pair of like silver sneakers that were really on me at the time. And I was like, this was me just being like, I'm living on the edge. I'm out of my comfort zone. And I, I would walk this beautiful beach walk every morning saying, I don't know what's next for me. I just know that my next decision is going to come from my heart. And it took guts to be able to just free fall for a moment and not have everything figured out and not have another job lined up or be frantically trying to figure out my next steps just to keep everyone, you know, backed off. I was like, no, everyone else can deal with this in their own way. I don't care if people judge me. I don't care if they're talking about me. I was like, I'm sick of caring about what other people think. 
And it was honestly such a profound choice for me to just give that to myself and give myself the permission to say, you know what, Lucy, I've got you. And for the next 10 years, what I do know is that this is going to be heart led and I'm going to back you and your choices from here on in. And that's exactly what I did. And you know what I discovered? I discovered that I was almost like this ice cube and I had to let myself just thaw out. And I realized that I was saying to people, well, if I could do anything in the world, I'd go act, but I can't do that because I'm too old now. And I was 31 at the time of this. And I wasn't even letting myself have that desire. I'd already talked myself out of it until I was like, whoa, what if you just went and did that thing? (laughs) And, And I did. And I was like, oh my God, like who says I'm too old? Where am I getting that from? Like, stop. And that's how far out of alignment I was that I couldn't even hear my own desire without shutting it down. So, you know, when I actually gave it to myself to go, well, what if I did go and do that? Even though all my friends are having their second baby and I was, I couldn't have been more single, even though I wanted babies. I was like, what if I just put one foot after the other and did that just to check it out and really see if that's still it. And you know what it was. And I went and did this acting program for like six weeks and then I had feedback saying, you should really do this. And then I said, okay, let me make another strong choice. If I'm going to do this, let me do it properly and move to America. So I went from not trying it, talking myself out of it to going, if I'm going to do this, let me really go do this. And I say that to those of you listening to say, this isn't about the acting that I'm really sharing this story for. This was about, that was the loudest thing on my heart at the time. And I followed through on it. And because I followed through on that, that then led me to the business that I've created right now. And I would never be in these shoes leading this business over here in the States with the way that I'm doing it, with my heart open, if I hadn't had that acting training and hadn't gone down that path. So that my message is don't overcomplicate where you're at with your desires. Be loyal to those desires don't overthink it. Take the action because it will put you on your path. Even if you can't figure it out all up front, which we never can, just follow through. Oh, I so resonate with that. Obviously, so much of what we do at I Heart My Life is about the heart. And I think people, they try to rationalize it. They try to make sense of it. But oftentimes, those little whispers, as I call them, that thing that's calling you, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) And to the outside world looking in, they'd be like, what in the world is she doing? And even your mind told you, oh, you're too old. But when you connected and you dropped into that thing that was calling you, which I believe is is the thing that's meant for you, um, that that's where all the magic was. And that was actually your real truth. 1000%. And you're exactly right. Like I, I, I really say to my clients, this is, I was like a, a little foal that had just been born where I'd stand up and then, you know, you can fall over. And that's why at the time it was for the first time in my life, I said, I'm not going to ask for other people's validity on this. I'm not going to ask people's opinion. I'm not going to go around and check in. Like, is this the right thing? because I knew how fragile I was with this new path. And that's when I was like, Lucy, just check in with you. And yeah, people did, Emily, think I was batshit crazy. I thought I was batshit crazy too, to, to a degree. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, why can't I just be happy with what I've got? But, and that's, and that's another thing people run into is, well, I should just be grateful for my lot and not want for too much. And please hear this. 
it's not greedy to to want to have a big life. I'm sure you talk about this too, Emily. It's it's doing a disservice to play small. You know, we, we're here to do the thing that, as you said, the whispers. I use that as well. I love that. The whis- what's the whisper on your heart right now? Let it be big. Just let it be what it is and have enough guts to honour it because what I know about the heart is it never gets it wrong. And I was using my head as my inner GPS instead of my heart. And from the minute that I said yes to my heart, I was saying a hell's yes to myself and a hell's yes to the universe getting involved. And that, when you said before, we don't have all the answers up front, the universe then started opening the doors that I couldn't even see ahead of me. Mm, So beautiful. So much yes to that. And so I'd love to have us connect the dots here. So how did acting lead to the work that you do now? (laughs) Another good question. You're so honored. I love it. Um, So so really, you know, it was so funny. I thought when people call me an actor, like I will have made it. I just so wanted to be called an actor. It was this funny like thing. And I ended up playing this role that I did not want to play. I got given this role to play Hillary Clinton. And I remember saying to my acting teacher, please, like, that's easy for me. I'm a strong woman. Give me someone like Marilyn Monroe. She said, no. She was like, this is going to test you. This is going to show you your power. You don't even know what strength is right now. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) something in what she's saying is right. She goes, you could do Marilyn Monroe with your eyes closed. I was like, whoa, okay. So I said yes to... Eventually, I said yes. It wasn't an instant yes. I was like, oh, God, this woman's still alive. This is really full on. I don't know about American politics. Who am I to play her? And then I was like, you know what? My gut was telling me, Lucy, this is going to grow and stretch you more than you can comprehend right now. Again, my heart was telling me it was a hell's yes, even though my head wanted to run. So it was an off-Broadway show. I'd never done theatre. I'd done a bit of film. I'd never done theatre. I ended up writing a one-woman show, producing it and performing it. It scared the living hell out of me. And it was interesting because I was doing the show thinking, cool, I can invite in all these, you know, people in the industry and this will put me on the map. But do you know what happened in the middle of that show from stepping into Hillary's shoes and stepping into that leadership and seeing the world through her eyes, like her or not, she she's a strong woman with a big vision. And I stepped into my own shoes and I realised just as I was about to put the show up, I went, I don't really care who comes to see me in this because this was about something different that I didn't even realize. And I'd always known from a young age, I was here to inspire and motivate people to live their best life. I'd always known that. I've been told by psychics. I've been told, you know, many, many times. I didn't want to hear it. I was like, no, that's too big a responsibility. And I'll, I'll do that when I've had children, when I'm like 65. <laughs> and then I realized that people were coming to me when I was out of my comfort zone doing this show, asking me for advice just about their life. And I thought, if I died tomorrow and I hadn't done this other work that I know I've been put on the planet to do, like how does that sit with me? And it didn't. I went, that's not okay. So just as I was going down my acting path and I was loving it and people were calling me an actor and I was getting all the things that I thought I wanted and I went, well, there's something louder, isn't there, that's on the edge of my heart right now. And so it shocked me as much as it shocked anyone else. And I said, okay, well, I'm off to go and step into coaching and to take up space showing people what's possible because I realized at that point that I had not just been someone that wanted to do this. I was living that. I was taking risks. I was backing myself, following my heart. I'd attracted my soulmate and I went, oh, I'm ready now. And I'll tell you, it scared the crap out of me. 
to actually step into the world, you know, as an actor, you're playing a role, but to step into the world as me, I had imposter syndrome, like who am I to do this? There's Brene Brown, there's Oprah, there's Gabby Bernstein. And then I was like, Lucy, there's no Lucy Shah Jahan. Go do it. And then I just put one foot after the other and, you know, five, six years later, here I am. And again, that came down to a decision and not overthinking it, just following through and saying, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I'm a terrible coach and this is a disaster and I can come back to acting, you know. But I was like, the best case scenario is bigger than I can even comprehend right now. So let me just put my hat in the ring and just dive in and see what happens. And and I really want you, go, you know, you beautiful listeners right now to hear that I didn't have it all figure, figured out once again. I didn't. I didn't have a solid roadmap. I didn't have a spreadsheet of how exactly this was going to go. It was all heart-led and that's when the momentum started to build because people could feel that this was actually coming from my truth and from a real place. And it wasn't a walk in the park, this whole trajectory. It hasn't just been like, yay, I just decided to go do this. No, there were times I wanted to quit. But I'm so glad I didn't because this is a role that has continued and will continue for as long as I do it to stretch me and have me have to keep reaching for the high-hanging fruit to be the best version of myself so that I can actually lead other people. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm nodding over here and just resonates so much with your message. And I think it's so interesting. You you really identified some of those fears that were coming up for you, like it's too much responsibility. You know, there's other people out there in this space already. Who am I to do this? And so what was it that helped you move through all of that fear? It was the relationship that I'd already started to cultivate that I'm a hell's yes when my heart says yes. It was okay, I understand that I'm not having success as fast as I wanted it, that I was, you know, barely making ends meet when it came to paying the bills and yet I'm putting all this energy and output into creating live events in New York. And they were successful and I had great feedback and, but it was all very grassroots. You know, I was making the food for the events in this gorgeous place in Soho and it was, it was, they were really fun, but it wasn't, you know, I think in a year I would have made like 12 grand that year. You know what I mean? Like it's not. So I was like, there's all this effort and output and yes, it's my passion, but I was like, how is this sustainable? Um, so yeah, there were times as well I had to motivate myself and I, I, you know, I was waitressing in New York. So I was even just missing having that community and having this set schedule and set money coming in. And I kept saying to my husband, can't I just go back and waitress? Like, at least I know what's up, you know, there's, there's not all this uncertainty. And he's like, you could, but that's not the Lucy that I married. And he's like, I'm holding space for you to, to figure this out. And I was like, wow, I attracted that in. I attracted in a guy that is going to hold me to my higher vision who's also saying, I've got you. So I had to really move through that, that deeper vulnerability to let someone support me who could pay the rent. You know, that was a whole nother thing that I had to dissolve this really masculine identity that I had and this I've got this and this independence that I teach now with my women to say, no, let yourself be supported. And so that was a big one for me. And I think this whole entrepreneur journey, you know, I was listening to so many stories of people just talking about the hustle and grind and that was really getting to me. And then I realized like that doesn't have to be my story and let me find my tribe, let me find the right support that can help me actually have this be profitable and actually help me be the coach that I want to be in and play in the space that I want to play in instead of feeling like it's this constant treadmill 
that I've got to somehow get my badge of honor in, you know, this initiation. So that's what I've, that's really what I want to share with those of you that feel scared to leap into the unknown. Just make sure you've got the right people that are guiding you and supporting you who are down the path a little bit further, who is showing you what's possible instead of getting caught up with entrepreneurs that will tell you that you're only going to burn out anyway, you know? Yeah, I love that. And so can you break that down a little bit more for us? Because I know that this is a big thing for a lot of business owners is how to do things differently and how to not allow burnout to be a part of their story. So what were the decisions that you made or who did you work with? How did you create your own way of doing, um, doing entrepreneurship? Totally. Well, I got to a place where I, you know, I was winging it initially and, and, and for someone that was winging it, you know, it was great to have all these good people turn up to the events. I got some great speakers and that was all cool. But at the end of the day, underneath, as I said, it was this masculine energy that was really running the show. And so I realized, you know, is this how I want to spend the next 10 years in this grind energy? Cause New York has already got such a full on energy and I was running on fumes at one point and I was like, this can't be it. And so I'd worked with a couple of coaches and, and that, that showed me, you know, high ticket and how to bring a tremendous value, but also how to get paid really well <laughs> to do that which really requires you strengthening the self-worth and the relationship you have with yourself. And that's what I teach. Unless we get that part dialed in, you can't possibly command a decent amount for your program or your work. So it was about me kind of really getting clarity and doing the work to go, well, how, if I could have this business be any way that I like, what does that look like? What does that feel like five years from now? And you know what I needed to do, Emily? I was being so I was being far too wide open with who I was targeting when I started. I was like, I can help anyone with their dream. And I was, I was running these little things called momentum circles with people in New York. And I was having women, like some were married, some were single, some were mothers, some were not. And I did help them a lot, but it wasn't specific. And I remember people saying to me, you've got to create a niche. You've got to create a specific audience. And I was like, no, that seems too limiting. (laughs) And they were absolutely right. Um, I was like, uh, and so that's what, that's what really helped me was going, no, who, who is my ideal woman? You know, how old is she? Where does she hang out? Who is my soulmate client? And I know that this is not news to you, Emily. I'm absolutely positive. You've done this for yourself. You know, anyone that's doing well knows you've got to be specific. You've got to know exactly who your audience is and, and know what they need. And so when I went from this whole winging at energy and being general with no plan, I went to, okay, what is my plan and, and who are these people I want to target and who do I need to be right now as a woman that's running an empire instead of just some little breaking even kind of business? There was a big difference in how I needed to show up and how I needed to treat myself. Totally. Yeah. I always say if your ideal client, if your ICA has anything like I work with anyone who or everyone who you're probably too broad, but I know that a lot of fear comes up for people around niching down and it's essentially a scarcity mindset. They think that if they're too niche, then they're not going to be able to reach their financial goals. They're not going to be able to help people, so on and so forth. So I love that. And I love this piece around worthiness as well and, and really stepping into charging those higher prices. And that really is about shifting that relationship with yourself and your energy. Is there anything else that you discovered during that period of time when you were shifting that really made a huge difference for you? I think you just hit the nail on the head. Something I want to elaborate on is this scarcity mindset 
I've seen it with clients that'll come in and they want to go off and do their own thing or they want to go to the next level of their business. But they're like, but you know, I've been charging $49 for a month. How can I suddenly go to a $2,000 or a $5,000 program? Like what's going to happen to those people? And here's what I learned. I was doing a monthly, was called the Activation Circle as a private Facebook group. And I was charging $49, right, for a month. And then I went up to starting at an $8,000 program. That was my first high-end program. Do you know it was exactly the same objections for a $49 offer and an $8,000 offer? And, you know, it blows, totally. my, it blows my clients' minds when I'm saying stop accommodating to the people that can't afford your work because you're underestimating them. That's your scarcity. And what I know is that when you actually value yourself enough and you put that value on the work and you deliver, obviously, you've got to be able to deliver that value and get the outcomes, but you're giving these beautiful clients an opportunity to up-level their life just by you valuing your work, they can then go on and value themselves. And they're the biggest breakthroughs that I see before people even do my program and my work is us not ripping other people off from what they can and can't do. So it's the scarcity piece that I had running in my life that I wasn't dreaming big enough. I wasn't, you know, I was, you know, initially just doing cheap programs and then doing like, let me just reach everyone and just do $49 a month when really it's like don't underestimate that when people know you can offer a solution that they'll do whatever it takes and they're the kind of clients that I want. So oh, it, was, exactly. it was really the scarcity piece um, and there's so many different pieces but for me I just, you know, in this whole conversation it's so juicy because I, I realised I was like I'm not being that version of me. Um, I, I, so I had to go and get that dialed in and, that was just one of the best gifts I gave myself was to, to, to really spend some time sitting in, well, what is my worth? What is the value that I'm bringing to people? And then just feeling into, you know, what is, what is that amount? And then just going forth and trusting that and not overthinking it, not seeing what everyone else is doing, but just creating from the heart space. And honestly, my, my program that's doing still so well now, that was completely downloaded after I'd had a miscarriage. I was like, you know what? What's next for me? Let me get specific. And that just all flowed through me. And that was that's now the program that I teach called Soul to Soul. And it was about me listening to my own magic and just trusting that and then just putting it out in the world in a way that felt really juicy and really expansive. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I, I can see why Selena introduced us because part of what I teach is very similar to what you said around the scarcity piece. And I really believe that transformation for our clients happens the moment that they say yes and have to go and make the money or find the money or invest the money because you literally become a different person just by making that decision and hitting that pay now button because it brings up so much for people. It's like its own little transformation right there in that moment. And then there's this shift that happens just from making that decision, which is huge. And when we put our own money stories or scarcity complexes on people and assume we know what they can pay or what they can't pay, that really robs them of that immediate transformation and obviously the opportunity to work with you. I mean, my eyes are literally watering right now because it's just, this is like music to me, listening to this conversation, because that is the absolute truth. In that one decision of hell's yes, the universe tilts on its axis that day. 
I'm sure you've seen this with your clients that once they do that, there's there's this fear that all comes up because people are launching out of their comfort zone, but then there's this relief and peace. And like, yes, I'm actually doing something about this that's incredibly empowering. So I agree 100%. It's like, who are we to get in the way of what people can and can't do? And I always say, if you needed heart surgery, you would find the investment this week. So why are you not fighting for yourself and your dream with that level of rigor? I love that example. I always say if someone had a gun to your face, you would find the money. But I think your example is much better. I might steal it. (laughs) I might use yours. (laughs) And then for all the moms, I'm like, if there was a gun to your child's head, you would find the money, wouldn't you? Because sometimes they can't do it for themselves, which is always interesting and a whole nother conversation. It is. Yes, it is. And I agree. I work with moms as well. And that's even more of a reason because we can, women can hide behind their children you know, and actually it's the children that need their mums to step up. So it really is true without the urgency and the stakes being high, um, we're not going to leave. And, you know, I mean, I've invested in high, I'm constantly investing and each time I'm always out of my comfort zone, but I always leap. Even if the sums in my bank account are not necessarily in alignment with that investment, I'm like, yep, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. And that I believe is what makes a lot of the most successful people successful is this inner knowing of when something feels right and then following through on it and trusting and believing in the unseen that you will always be taken care of if it's coming from a place of truth and your heart feeling that it's right. Totally. So I want to hear more about the juicy program that you downloaded and the work that you do with your, your students and your clients at this point. Cool. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a 90-day program. It was eight weeks. It's now 90 days. I've, I've added another month for women just to integrate because it is so deep. So the eight weeks, in a nutshell, I attract in single amazing women, professional women who want to attract their soulmate. But what they discover is that they're not in a soulmate relationship with themselves, and this is the most important relationship. We've got to be who we want to attract, and that was a big big confronting moment for me when I realized when I saw that photo that day that despite my 6,000 vision boards and watching The Secret on repeat and doing my gratefuls and affirmations, meditations and all these healings, I was like nothing has shifted in terms of my heart opening. And so, wow, when when I realized I I wouldn't date me, why would anyone want to date me when I'm in this hideous energy right now? That's what my women discover. Because they're like, oh, well, everything's great in my life. It's just the guy. I'm like, well, that's a crock of shit. Let's be real for a moment because everything's connected. So my job in the eight weeks is to go incredibly deep to the origin. And one of my biggest parts of the program is around healing the little girl within so that you can step into your woman and into your divine feminine and into your queen. Because I certainly was trying to do dating without my crown on. My little eight-year-old was running my relationships, sabotaging, uh, needy, just completely disempowered. And that was obviously from abandonment and losing my father at a young age. Um, But by the time I got into my 30s, I was like, why am I not having any success? You know, everyone's telling me I'm a good catch. How, How am I the only one left being single? And it wasn't to do with you know, my age or where I lived or anything. It was to do with my inner world. So that's my specialty is helping women come home to the magic of who they were born to be. And once they get their heart open and they dissolve these trust issues and replace it with 
total belief, total unwavering faith and belief, they get their life. And they'll be like, oh, is it okay that I've forgotten about the soulmate right now? Because I'm just actually in so in love with myself and having so much fun out of my comfort zone. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> and they do end up meeting their soulmate. But what's beautiful is they come in very needy and thinking it's all about the guy and he's going to complete them. And they come out of the program totally in this alignment with themselves and they've got their own back and they have this newfound reverence for how amazing they are. And they realize it's not the weight that they are or the age or where they live. They're like, I'm perfect just the way that I am. And I know some of that might sound corny, but it's one thing to say that you feel worthy and it's another thing entirely to actually be that worthiness and to admit that worthiness and to, yeah, be magnetic. So it's just really profound watching these women, especially during COVID right now, saying yes to themselves, investing in themselves and going on to meet soulmates during COVID right now. Like it's just, I never stop being inspired at the courage that my clients have. They teach me all the time. And it's just a gift to be able to co-create. It really is a co-creation in my program. I have this process. Um, and the reason that it's so different is because they are activating the process every single day over the eight weeks. And I say it's 90 days because I've just given another month now for them to integrate, but it's a solid eight weeks where every single day they are sharing what's coming up for them from each module and being witnessed by the women going through the program with them because I no longer do privates. I only teach in the collective space because it's a much faster way to heal and to up-level. I love that. It sounds like such an incredible program. And like you said, that was a complete download. It wasn't something that you necessarily intellectually um, created. It was like completely from your heart. And I imagine from your own experience and what's worked for you as well. Absolutely. I was in a place, and I think this is where some of the biggest things do get born. And I think COVID is a good example of that. You can either suffer through COVID or go, hang on, what are the things I've always wanted to do? And for me, I just experienced, you know, a miscarriage and it was really painful on my heart. And I was like, how do I reach for the silver lining here? And I was like, you know what? The miscarriage had me deepen and, and go even more into my feminine, into my heart space, because I chose to use it as a reason to really soar. I was like, I could either go down with this and, you know, of course there was grief coming up, but I was like, there's a gift inside of this for me to get even more connected to my heart through this grief, through this pain. And um, I just remember I got this clear one day, I was just literally sitting there and I was suddenly just writing out all these modules. And I said to my husband, I just created an eight week program. It just completely came to me. But the eight week program was from all of the work I'd been doing in the years leading up. And because I was open to looking for the gold, which is what I teach, like always, no matter what, even inside of this miscarriage, I was like, there's gold being delivered to me somehow right now, even though I'm in pain, even though I was devastated. You know, it makes me emotional just talking about it. Um, I was I was staying open to look for the possibility in this really, you know, heartbreaking time. And so it's. I just wanted to share that because it's not like it was handed to me on a silver platter. It was because I stayed open even through the obstacle and I found this strength inside of me and I found this new vulnerability inside of me and that was why I thought, okay, I'm being given this gift right now 
with exactly as I am, with the fragility and the strength, because there are women that require that for me as their leader, to be able to feel that deeply and to have that next level of vulnerability. So I do feel it was a gift from the universe, but I also know that all the years um, and the energy that I'd spent on my own journey and, you know, figuring things out with the support that I had to be able to attract in my soulmate and be my best self, I feel like it all kind of got downloaded in that, that moment, in that time. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned in starting a business is really just the gift that's within the challenge if we're willing to look at it. And I always think that the challenges are not just for me to create strength and awareness and knowledge and move forward, but also in service to my clients because everything that I go through, I can share with them and support them when they're in that place, support them in feeling less alone or support them in seeing their own gift that's within the challenge. And I think, you know, that's exactly what you're doing with this program. Exactly. And, and I'll never forget, actually. I couldn't believe it. I had, uh, she's no longer a friend now, but I had a friend say to me, it's about time something didn't go right for you when that happened with a miscarriage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I've always been someone that, you know, I set my vision and I go do it. Um, and even though that was a really uh, ridiculous thing to say, um, it was the universe throwing me an opportunity and it was a curveball at the time it seemed like but it was an opportunity because I I feel like these opportunities get delivered to us in ways that you know we think oh gosh I didn't why why does this have to happen to me but it's always 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 my belief is things are always working out for us and so it's a mindset isn't it it's 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 really a mindset and I do truly believe that it was from me having to go to those uncharted waters within myself, that that's why the program came through when it did because I got out of the masculine and trying to put together this program and tick off all the boxes and I just got quiet enough to listen to be able to receive like, okay, here's what the medicine is for my women and let me just stay in that heart energy. So I really think that was a big turning point for me in my life and it was exactly what I needed um, in order to really go to the next level in a very – what's the, what's the way I want to say it in alignment with no push energy, just flow Mm -hmm. and really letting the universe take the lead. And for me just to stay open and surrendered and go, yep, got it. Okay, cool. So that was definitely not the typical hustle and grind entrepreneur place that I created it from. It was actually from me getting out of the way and knowing that it was always inside of me and people want authentic. People want real. People don't want someone who's got it all together, who, acts like they're perfect. People want someone that will share themselves, share what's worked, but also be able to speak to the pain and and to understand and say, Hey, I've been there. Yeah. And is your book. So I want to get to the book as well. That's one of the reasons why we're here. You have an incredible book coming out. I'd love to know a little bit more about it. Is it similar to the course? What is it you're going to be teaching us? Yes. So I'm laughing. The title is don't shit in my vortex. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I, my mum has asked me about 73 times, well, actually it was about five times, but will you change the name? And <laughs> I'm like, no, but thanks for your concern. No, I will not be changing the name. She's like, but don't is negative and shit. I go, mum, this is what it is. You're not my target audience. And <laughs> I bring that up because, 
you know, <laughs> we're always often wanting approval, especially from those closest to us. But it was just like, no, this is what it is. I know my clients. And it was just from one teaching one one day in my program. I, I said, don't let anyone shit in your vortex. And they all started hashtagging it and they were like loving it. And this book, uh, I've actually got clients reading it right now who are part of my launch team. And they are thankfully blown away by it. They're saying, oh my God, this is triggering me. I thought I'd done everything in this, in your program, but this is really bringing me back and, and really making me face more things. And so it's a book that it's different to other self-development books in that it's not just like, hey, go do this and write these meditations, like write these affirmations. It's a book where I take you by the hand and I love on you, but I'm also like, hey, sister, this is a co-creation. So unless you're going to bring it, don't bother reading the book. Um, you know, you're not going to get anything from reading my book by binging on Netflix and drinking a liter of wine. You're not going to. This book has huge, huge, huge potential to give people a lot of really profound breakthroughs. I share very candidly um, about, you know, my process, but it's also, I do let people in on my own journey, but it's very much about holding the mirror up for women and then giving tools within the book to help them really unpack the things that they don't want to look at. And it's about, you know, the vortex being, you know, you've got to have clear boundaries. You've got to get the relationship dialed in with yourself. And when I say don't let anyone shit in your vortex, like an energetic vortex, it's also about us not shitting in our own vortex. So um, Abraham Hicks talks about vortexes too, which I mentioned in the book, and I have a similar but a little bit different um, way that I describe it just to make it really easy for my readers because I have a lot of women that do my program that say I actually can understand Abraham Hicks a lot better now that I've done your work. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I think she's just off the charts epic. She's one of my favorite, yeah. favorite, favorite people in the world that I go to for my resources. Um, but I know what they're talking about where sometimes it is quite full on the messages. And so I want to just make it really digestible so that women can really get a grasp on how to work, how to use the law of attraction and how to really get into alignment in a way that feels very achievable. Oh, amazing. I can't wait to read it. And I think this is one of the the key points that you made that we didn't necessarily dive into deeply yet is, you know, when you're just starting out on a journey, you do have to be careful about who you share your desires with and your dreams with, because not everyone is going to get it. And obviously, you have to monitor the way in which you're talking to yourself and your own um, emotions and the way in which you're, you know, fueling yourself or, or in the opposite case, uh, beating yourself down and not being supportive of your own dreams. So I think it works on so many different levels. Oh, that, that's absolutely the truth. Y- you know, we are the sum of the five people that we surround ourselves with. And it's what I always say with my women that are single, you want to keep going to brunches with people sipping mimosas, talking about how much men suck and dating sucks and how tough online dating is you will be single year after year after year because you're in the wrong story. But if you decide to eject out of that, which I did living in New York, I literally turned down going to brunches and I took myself on dates instead. And I was like, this is what's happening. I'm declaring this is what's happening and I'm going to go create it. And this is non-negotiable. And then I started surrounding myself with people that were also out to play a really big game. And that was when my life really changed was because I had that respect for myself finally (laughs) to say, the suffering and the bullshit and the excuses and the reasons end now. 
And I've got to step up and I've got to tighten up my vortex. I've got to tighten up my boundaries and make sure that, as you said, Emily, I've got the right people in my corner that are going to hold me to my highest when I'm having an off day. Totally. And it's that combination. You know, we always say at I Heart My Life, we're not just going to the mountaintop and meditating our way to success. Yes, mindset is important, but it's taking that action as well and, you know, moving the ball forward. 100%. You speak my language. I love it. I know. We're like the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Amazing. Well, when can we expect the book to be released, Lucy? The book, Don't Shoot My Vortex, will be coming out officially on the 28th. I feel like I'm coming out when I say that. <laughs> on, the, on the 28th of January, 2021. Um, and people can go to my website. Should, do you want me to share that with you? or Please, yeah. So it's soul to soul, and that's T-O, soul to soul global.com slash book. And actually, you can pre-order it. It's $4.99. And um yeah, look, I'm just really excited, you know, for those of you listening, if it resonates with you, so excited to see how it impacts you. And um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously even just as I'm sharing this, it's obviously vulnerable as well when you, you know, release um, your own, you know, your own book into the world, especially as your first book, but it's bigger than me. And it's not about me worrying about whether people like it or not. Um, It's about me just, just releasing, you know, what I know needs to be out in the world and getting out of the way. Yeah. Well, we're so grateful that you did that. And the final question that I always ask all of our guests here on the I Heart My Life show is what is one way our listeners can create a life that's better than their dreams? Every single night, make it the last thing that you do when you go to sleep to, you know, for four minutes, just lie there and give over to your imagination, close your eyes and allow yourself to go to, you know, how do I want my life to feel? If I could have it any way I want, not worrying about the how, how do I want to feel? And then go to that experience and let your body completely be activated by this beautiful vision and then hand it over and you just go to sleep, go, you know what universe, now I'm handballing it to you. And then if you do that every night and make that the last thing you do before you go to bed, knowing that that is you tending to your dreams, you're going to get that and more. Mm, So beautiful. I love it. Thank you for everything you've shared today, Lucy. I'm so grateful for your time. We are so excited to read your book and see even more of you out in the world. So again, just thank you so much for your vulnerability and for sharing your story. I hope you loved today's episode and found it super inspirational. All I want to say at this point is continue to follow your heart. If you know something is calling you, take action today. Do not let any more time go by without living a life that fills you up and moving forward with your vision. Until next time, I'm Emily Williams, and thank you so much for being a part of the I Heart My Life show. If you know somebody who would love this episode, please send it their way, and I'll look forward to talking to you soon. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.